Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Tristica from Fix Your Crown Podcast. I'm really excited about our new journey with Fix Your Crown Podcast. As you guys all know, this is season five. Can you believe season five of Fix Your Crown Podcast? Um, I'm really excited because I want to let everyone know what we are doing for season five. You know, we have you know, talked about self-care, self-love, wisdom, community action projects, and how we want to get involved with our community. Well, with Fix Your Crown Podcast, Fix Your Crown Podcast is a part of Nerdral Inc. And Nerdral Inc. will be launching some great women's programs. And we are going to have some more coaching abilities coming a part of Fix Your Crown, po- Fix Your Crown Podcast. But I want to introduce someone who I have known for some time. We we are actually uh, World Kindness Ambassadors for, it's global. It's not just for um, our community, but we have been, that's how we were introduced as being kindness ambassadors. When you go on some websites, if you Google her, you will see our pictures together. Um, I'm going to have some little slides for you as you're listening to this interview. You can go to the website and we'll give all that information after. But I want her to introduce herself to our listeners and I'm going to let her introduce herself and give a little background about what she does. Good morning, Tristica, or afternoon, whenever anyone is listening to this. My name is Sharon Ria, and I am very excited to have this conversation with Tristica. I love to talk, (laughs) and I love to talk about this topic. So let me give you a quick background for me. I've been a serial person that's done so many different things. My journey has been, be it things in the beginning, take them somewhere, and then I get lifted off to something else. So I've been a choreographer. I've been a window dresser. (laughs) I was was a store manager. Um, I was working in a law firm for about 20 years. And during that time, I was a receptionist. I installed telephones. I became the party planner, the event planner, and ultimately a lobbyist in New York. And then when we moved here to Arizona, I started working in community events. I was on the HOA. I volunteered in my daughter's school. I became a teacher for a little while. And then I left that and I worked for the Arizona government in a program called First Things First. And I also worked for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I have a varied background. But in that job of working at the government, I had an assignment to do. And one of my friends called and said, I'm really crying and I'm not feeling well and I need some help. So rather than going for my assignment, I went and helped her. (laughs) And then I realized, well, if I love doing that and I only like doing this, maybe I should leave. So I resigned with just a wing and a prayer and a burning desire to help people. I realized that uh, at the time I was going through a divorce and my children were teenagers. And so I decided to become a family coach focusing on parenting. And the thing that I really enjoy about Ms. Sharon is that everything has been designed for both of us. We met probably back in 2017 or 18. Yeah, something like that. And 
we hit it off like the first time we seen each other. It was just like, oh my gosh, I see another sister of kindness. You know, it was great. We enjoyed it. And that's what I want the listeners to know. Why did you, why do you enjoy doing your work as a life coach? Really excellent question. You know, I've lived a lot of life and there, I always say that there was a before Sharon (laughs) and then there was a major event, which was transitioning through divorce. And now there's an after Sharon and the before Sharon was very superficial. I, I, I was happy or I was really sad. I couldn't regulate my emotions and I didn't know why. I just thought that's what, who I was, but in the after Sharon, which took about three or four years to transition to, to her, and she's still becoming, she's still growing, um, I realized there was an authentic part of me that wasn't loved by me. There was a part of me that didn't feel I was worthy. Everybody else was better. I was constantly trying to fit in. And I know without a doubt, because of my coaching, I am not the only one with that feeling. You know, whether you're going from being a a young person to a young adult, whether you're going from not having a job to having a job that you're not sure whether you like, whether you're in the baby boomer time and you're transitioning from an active life to a different life, there are moments when your life experience is going to call to you to honor yourself, to be who you are. And that is what I want and am and love doing as a coach. I want to be an uplifter for people. I want them to know that they are valuable. And that's how I see them. And in that, it's not like I'm going to lay something on you. I want to help you uncover your empowered, beautiful, magnificent self. And I like that you found the yourself during this time because, you know, people want to have a coach that they can have they've, they've had the experience and that's the beauty of having a life coach. Um, because we've always had a coach. If your parents are like a coach, your, um, if you were in high school or in school, you had coaches and your coach was the, always the one that would cheer you on and you would do good or better yourself because your coach was teaching you how to be better. So what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career like yours? Um, every coach, I believe coaches in a different way. So what I'm getting ready to share with you in answer to your question, Tristica, is my journey, the way that I see coaching. And the very first thing is kind of simple. You have to like people. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. Because that's who you're going to be working with. I mean, if you're a veterinarian, you got to like pets because that's who you're going to be working with. And once you uncover whether you do or you don't, (laughs) then do you have a coaching personality or are you willing to learn a coaching personality? Because just as you described, a coach is someone who helps you understand where it is you want to go if you're not clear on that. And then they start with you where you are. They're not trying to decide what happened in your past or give give you answers. They want to help empower you to become the best you. And so if that's your perspective or if you believe you can gain that perspective, those two things to me are the most important at being a coach. 
And as a coach, I know that you have books. So can you speak about your books and, you know, how many you have published and give us the reason behind your books? Oh, yes. Well, you know, as an entrepreneur, it wasn't something I decided when I was 12. Hey, I want to grow up and be an entrepreneur. (laughs) I actually wanted to be a nun, but that was a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we'll get to that one another day. (laughs) Right. And so once I left my job and decided I want to be a a coach and do my own business, I had to learn some things about everything. Um, And one of the things people around me were saying is, well, being a coach is great, but people like an extension of you. So books became an extension of me that people could tangibly have if they weren't in front of me in person. And so my first book was, is called Children and Divorce, Parenting Tips to Help Your Family Cope and Adjust. And it is really an encapsulation of what was going on in my life at the time. I was going through a divorce. It was very, very not fun. (laughs) My children were uh, teenagers, two girls and me living in the same house, trying to figure that stuff out. Just quit my job. (laughs) and Now I'm on my own. So writing this book was... I wanted it to be a family affair. My older daughter writes really, really well. And my younger daughter is an awesome artist. So in writing this book, it's a a handy book. It's called a mini book because it's small, very tiny. And it's something you can keep when you're going through divorce in your pocketbook or in the car or by your bedside because it's separated in age ranges of children and what parents can do with the behaviors that they see in their toddlers and their teenagers. And remember, we young adults are also products of divorce of our family. So what young adults are going through and how as a parent, you can help them cope and adjust. But if you read the book from front to back, it's a hopeful story with tips that lets you know, no matter how difficult this is, no matter how scary this is, there is a hopeful end to a divorce. The second book I wrote, uh, probably about four or five years later, I am the creator of a global movement called No Judgment, Just Love. Now, we all judge all the time. (laughs) I'm not asking in those four words for you not to be human and judge away. So judge. I'm asking you to be inspired by me and this movement to when you do judge, pause, take a breath, and decide that you can think, say, or do something different that will cause you to move closer to a loving place for yourself and for others. In other words, remove the divide of judgment and try and see how we all can collaborate together. So I have a favorite children's author. His name is Dr. Zeus. I don't know if anybody remembers him, but he would always write books in rhyme, which made it fun to read, easy for me to remember, And I just enjoyed it. So this is a coloring journal book for kids of all ages (laughs) to learn about how to live the movement and the message of No Judgment, Just Love. So every coloring page has a rhyme written by me, a piece of art to color by my friend who was an art teacher, and then a prompt at the bottom to write your impression of some things. And throughout the book, at the end, there are some um, ideas for parents 
to be able to help their children understand why quiet meditative time is a benefit, how rhyming helps you remember things. And so the fun thing about No Judgment, Just Love coloring books is that there's a left-handed version and a right-handed version because there's no judgment about how we color. These are available on Amazon and you just put in my name, Sharon Ria, and they will come up. And the other one, you just get in touch with me if you're interested in that. I love that second book. That is so beautiful. <laughs> and you know, the thing, the, what, what I'm excited about and what I see about your books, it also teaches about self-care. So what do you do for self-care? Woo. How many days do you have? <laughs> Every day there's a new self-care that smacks me in the face. So oh, you got to take care of that girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so never think you can't adjust and change and move around your self-care habits or intentions. So my first thing is, because I'm an entrepreneur, I've given myself permission to have the morning be for me. So I wake up very slowly. I have conditioned myself to go take a 30-minute walk with no distraction. I look at the birds. I look at the trees. I try to quiet my mind and just be present in the nature. But the first thing I do before that is I give gratitude that I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. that's not a given. <laughs> exactly. Especially the what we've been going through for the past two and a half years. Absolutely. And so I start my day with gratitude. Then I go do my walk and I slowly get up. But the things that I do that I want to invite other people to consider, because we all do the, the normal morning thing, you know, make your bed. And, and those are very good things. But try to have your day be in a constant, all the time state of gratitude, state of appreciation for the things that are going well, the things that are working, because often we focus on what's not working. And so this sets me up because, as you could probably tell from my voice, I'm a very optimistic, happy person. And there's a lot of stuff that's not very optimistic going on in the world right now. So I want to make sure I remind myself not to get tripped up by the perspective of what I see outside. Then I honor my feelings. So many times we've been told, don't, you shouldn't feel that way. Don't feel that. Well, your feelings are your inner teacher. They're telling you something's up. And when you deny it, it's like walking out of the classroom and not listening to the teacher and then coming back and having to take a test and you have no idea what went on. And so I honor my feelings. The next thing I do is, I rest when I'm tired. <laughs> okay. I, I am the nap queen. I will be <laughs> Because so many people go, 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 go. And what I know from teaching parents is your brain needs a rest, just like your body needs a rest. And so when you have a 12-hour day and you're constantly putting that brain in work, it needs a space a breath so that you can be more creative, you can be more studious, you can have more success when you've given your brain a little break throughout the day. And then I find the funny <laughs> because 
laughter is so healing. It's so fun. And it's just not in our world enough. So that's my self-care. I know for everyone that's listening, um, not only that, not only do we think about self-care, but we also want to let our listeners know about how can you love yourself more. So I know you're a coach and you you coach on many topics, but I've seen a lot of people during this time of um, the pandemic on self-love. What would you give our listeners advice or some tips or something about how can they start or learn how to love themselves, like define self-love or loving themselves? The, the first thing, Tristica, that I would invite people to do is define the word love for yourself. Because love has been hoodwinked <laughs> and hijacked. I mean, we love right. our mom, we love our cat, we love our car, we love our, you know, so those kinds of love are different. Mm -hmm. So define for you, what does loving yourself mean for you? Mm. Once you do that, and this, this is a tough one. Um, well, it may or may not be a tough one. Go to the mirror and look at yourself and listen. Don't say a word, but listen to how many judgments come up in your head. Wow. Those judgments that came up are like little whack-a-moles. <laughs> you know, that game. With the, it's like, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Why don't you love me? I'm part of you. You should love mm -hmm. me. <laughs> and then, I mean, I have so many, like I say, you know, how many times a day, how many days do we have? But one of the things I'll tell a very quick story about how I learned, because those whack-a-moles were coming up a lot after you get divorced, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are again. There's, there's just a lot of chatter in your head that isn't helpful. And so I was driving to my job <clears throat> and it was pouring rain. I'm in the car by myself and the raindrops were on the windshield. And at the same time, I was crying because I realized I, I didn't love myself to the depth that I wanted to. And on the radio came Mr. Bruno Mars. <laughs> and he was singing a song to this person about how much he loved her and that nothing she could do was wrong and her laugh was beautiful. And I thought, well, if I can sing that song to myself mm. without crying, then I have achieved some self-love that's deep and full. And it took me a long time. I'm not even going to say how long. But when I came to be able to belt that song out, woo, self-love was achieved. But then there's always more. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, I love that story because a lot of us during this time are not only just soul searching, we're self-searching. Yes. Beautiful. When you, when you find out who you are it's it's so beautiful because you're like wow I've never seen that person in the mirror before 
like, wow, your, your, your nose even looks different. Your lips, like you just start loving that individual who's in the mirror. And I just love what you just spoke about because I myself was soul searching, self searching. And when you find it, it's beautiful. And it's like other people come around you who have been through it or they're going through it right now and you both collide and make something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, who are three people that have influenced you during this time or before you start being a life coach? <laughs> you know, often people talk about who influenced them in the positive. Oh, I like the way this person does that and I'm going to emulate that. Well, like you can probably guess, I'm out of the box thinker, out of the box with no judgment, just love. I mean, I don't even have a box anymore. So two of the people that are huge, were huge influencers for me were my former husband. (laughs) In all the horrible, awful, no good, terrible, disgusting ways he conducted himself towards me after the honeymoon was over and, you know, the honeymoon was a couple of years, but, and so what I realized, the new Sharon, I'm so grateful to him for teaching me stuff that I didn't want to learn in the way I didn't want to learn it, but oh my goodness, I learned it because I wanted to graduate from that crushing self-esteem that he just shone a spotlight on. And so I praise him Not in person. (laughs) 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 But in my heart and in my soul, I am so grateful for the good times we had Mm -hmm. because we had them for the times that were frustrating, but especially the times that were jagged and stabbed me and helped me become this person who I am. Mm -hmm. The second you know, look to your family if you want to get influenced by somebody. (laughs) Because one of my daughters uh, is very different in the way she lives than the way I live. I live a lot of, you know, I'm here, I'm a butterfly, she's very logical. And so we had a lot of challenges growing up. And something happened, I don't know what it was, but she stopped talking to me. Now, I'm a life coach. (laughs) I'm a parenting coach. And here I am, with the life of my daughter's not talking to me. So I had to go through that. And the and it lasted probably four years. And I went through all the stages of grief. What's the matter with you? Well, she doesn't want to talk to me. What did I do? What didn't I do? I mean, it was just too much for my heart and my head. Mm -hmm. And then I came up with something that was so interesting from this experience if I removed the label of daughter, would I be concerned about this person in my life? Wow. And I said, no, I would not want this person in my life and I wouldn't give it another thought. And so that was the beginning of how she influenced me to find a healthy boundary. And so I stopped worrying, hoping, wishing. I said, here's where we are. And Mm -hmm. if and when we have a relationship, I'm going to be Motel 6. I'm going to leave the light on for her. (laughs) 
And so I did. And now we're talking and we have a great relationship. That's beautiful. And the last one is not a person, but it's a group of people. I realized for me, living in this earthly plane, in this tangible, things look horrible space, I couldn't find the no judgment, just love to be able to, you know, live in a positive way. So I've learned and been influenced by a lot of people who have a spiritual perspective, whether that comes from the Bible and God, whether that comes from the Baha'i faith, whether that comes from the Buddhist faith, um, just so many people that have a another way to look at life. So from that, I got influenced to use the word, the letters GPS, not like in a car necessarily, but to guide me. So GPS means shifting to my greatest personal shift. And these other perspectives have influenced me to be able to view life from a higher more less judgmental way, which is just beautiful for me. And I share that with others. I know everybody is, you know, listening to what we are talking about and our topic and our um, theme for this wonderful, amazing interview is finding a coach to win within. So this, this is our theme with this podcast. How do you find a coach to win within? You have to find someone that you can find and be yourself and also have a brave space. You know, you can have a safe space, but why don't you want to find a space that you can be brave enough to ask a person, this is what I'm going through. And I know um, finding a coach to win within, I, I see a lot of people who can win with the tools that you are giving them. Um, what, what I mean by tools, we all have a life box, which I call a toolbox. In that toolbox, we need tips. We need a lot of things to give us the winning shot. Mm -hmm. And I know with you, you give a lot of people the winning shot. And it's up to us to take that ball, dribble it, or the football, or whatever it is that life ball is. But can you give our listeners, I know we're wrapping up this wonderful interview, but can you give our listeners a few self-care tips? Yes, I can. How many days you got? <laughs> oh, man, I can talk to you forever because this <laughs> Me is- Me too. <laughs> okay, so as we're wrapping up, there are a plethora, huge amount of tips out there. You know, make sure you eat well, make sure you exercise well, get enough rest. And those are the foundation of what it is to be self loving and self care and thrive in the world. I want to take you up and out of the box a notch. <laughs> with the tips that I'm going to offer. The first thing is to unplug. So after you listen to this podcast, then you unplug. <laughs> exactly. Y'all don't go yet. She got some Don't go time. yet. <laughs> but seriously, we have so much coming at us. 
you know, we have our friends, we have our own thoughts in our head, we have our parents, we have society, we have the groups that we're in, we have our teachers, we have so many people telling us, you should be this, you should live this way, do that, do this. So what I invite you to do is to unplug and start listening to your own voice. Who would you be if you stopped listening to everyone else telling you who you should be? The second one is to understand what values are. What is valuable to you? How do you think living in the world for you, what does that look like? Is that, are you courageous? Are you patient? Are you respectful? Are you curious about life? Are you optimistic or pessimistic and have no judgment about whatever you uncover? There's some sheets out there that you can figure out what your values are if you're not sure. But once you do that, be brave, be self-loving to live your values no matter what. The next thing is a quote from me about no judgment, just love. And it's called, people only benefit from your presence when you're present. Mm, that's deep. Can you say that one more time for our listeners? Yes, I can. People only benefit from your presence when you are present. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> And what I mean by that is go where you want to go and don't go where you don't want to go because your energy precedes you. Any of those scientific people out there listening to me, your energy permeates a room. And when you are in a I willing place, I'm willing place, your energy just flows through people like beautiful, fresh air. Where you're in a pissy, I don't want to be here, I don't want to do this kind of place, that also permeates people. So be willing to say yes only when you mean it and be willing to say no without guilt. I like that. And I, I really like our theme, finding a coach to win within. And um, when I think about my themes for my podcast, my themes are basically me. How do I go to the next level within for myself? So everyone always asks me, how did you find that theme for me? And I'm like, that's me. You know, I'm finding not only a coach, but I'm finding friends that will help me win within. And um, everyone who's listening, find you someone that can provide a space for you to be free, for you to find yourself. There's so many things that we have inside of us that we don't speak about. And having a coach that can help you to the next level um, after the podcast, we're going to be posting up everything and I'm going to have our website. You guys can go to the website, learn more how you can have her as a coach. Um, do you have any last minute words or want to tell anybody else how they can get in touch with you? Are you on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter? How can they get in touch with you? 
all of those. I'm on Instagram, Sharon Ria, No Judgment, Just Love is on Instagram. I'm on Facebook with both of those, Twitter, both of those, LinkedIn. I still have to update my profile. So if you look me there, you're going to see what I used to do. Similarly, with my website, it's SharonRia.com, S-H-A-R-O-N-R-E-A.com. And right now it's focused on no judgment, just love. So if you're looking for me as a coach, it still has the family coach down at the bottom. So you just have to scroll down. But I'm transitioning just like we all are. And I'm working on a new website. So you'll see that soon. But if you want to get in touch with me, just call 480-420-9551 or find me on the web. And the last thing I want to say is with Tristica talking about finding a coach to win, and finding a brave and safe space, I have a program or a space called the Comfy Couch. And I invite you to come sit with me on the virtual Comfy Couch and be willing with no judgment, just love to unleash your sadness, whatever you haven't told anybody, I will not interrupt. I will listen and support you where you need it. Well, everybody, this is Dr. Tristica from Fix Your Crown Podcast, also a part of Nerdrill Inc. I'm excited for the new adventures that we'll be placing in the coming weeks. Please stay tuned and thank you so much and have a wonderful Friday and a blessed weekend. Thank you, Tristica. You're welcome.